Pickaxe. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Toffolo. I'm joined as ever by Billy Garrett John. Hello. It's 2023. Oh my God. It's 60th anniversary year. It's here. And we didn't expect to be talking about Doctor Who news this Not early. This early, because no. This, well, this episode we've recorded, we've got the 42 That's review. still to come. That's still to come later, which we recorded before Christmas and we're really ill. Yeah. Um, and we sort of thought, oh, we'll do it before Christmas because they're not going to announce anything no. between now and when this goes out. But bugger me. We got a trailer. We got a trailer from Mr. Russell. And they're, <laughs> Mr. Russell. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Russell. And they're filming on the streets of Cardiff. Yes. It seems like pretty much every day. Um, and we've got, I mean, we can talk a little bit about that, maybe yeah. just like 15 seconds. So, we, you know, we can <laughs> gloss over the spoilery bits. Yeah. Uh, the whole years and years thing is happening in Doctor yeah. Who, by the looks of it. Yeah. And uh, Mestor's um, uglier cousin is back, Ask, yeah. isn't it? So that's exciting. Um, but Death yeah. by embolism, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> uh, oh, we're back. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, the main thing we're going to talk about is the 60th anniversary teaser trailer. Yes. Uh, in this first section anyway, but we've also got the animations to talk we about. We also have that to talk too, about. Yeah. Which is exciting. What do you want to start with, Matt? Uh, I want to start with what Doctor Who things did you get for Christmas, if any? I don't think I got anything Doctor Who related for Christmas, apart from you giving me those yeah. action figures. And your present... Still hasn't turned up. I went on the website and they now, they've now said... Expected delivery date the 30th of January. Okay, fine. Right. Well, as long as it isn't past the 14th of March. I know. This is what I right. keep thinking. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have to send it to New Zealand. Well, who gets there first? I'll let you, you know the, who does the, the best courier fees. Yeah. If you send it now, it might arrive in time for us arriving when in the middle of March. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you get? Uh, well, Annie knitted me the incredible Eight, season 18 scarf. That looked really uh, good. Which uh, she's finishing off a few bits. Yeah. And then that will go. Up here on the coat stand. Pride of place. Yeah. Um, oh, I got this. I got this Doctor Who t-shirt. That's that a my, nice t-shirt. That my nephew got me. Uh, Tom and the Cyberman. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That looks like the merch they did sort of circa yeah. 2007, Yeah, this is like donkey's years old. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, wow. From this and, sort of... Uh, yeah, it's that That, that same sort collection. of range. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so nice. that was cool. That was nice. Uh, otherwise, I don't think I got any other Doctor Who things. It's Christmas. I know. We're supposed to get Doctor Who things on Christmas Day. I know, but I... I mean, I, I bought... I would have got the collection set, but I bought that myself, so... I, I mean, we all just buy stuff ahead of time anyway, so... This is know, the trouble. Doesn't matter. But yeah. all Doctor Who fans got a Doctor Who present on Christmas Day, even if yes. you didn't receive one in the wrapping, because yeah. if you stuck around and watched the end of Strictly Come Dancing... Or did what we did and turned on the end of Strictly <laughs> exactly, Come Dancing. That is exactly the same thing I did. Then you would have seen... We Christmas lunch and we're like... Right, that's it now until Quick. 20 past six. So. That, that's kind of what it felt like when Doctor Who had Christmas I specials. And I, I got sort of towards the end of Christmas dinner and I was like, 
oh, there is a Doctor Who thing happening today. And yeah. they've got that buzzing, that excitable. It's, there's something about Doctor Who on Christmas. Yeah. And I, 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 thought, I thought it was just like, I don't know. Like, oh, it's just because it's Doctor Who. But there is something there is weird something about, about it. it. Like any, obviously, Annie had never experienced Doctor Who on Christmas Day before. Mm. So even she was a bit like, oh, this is exciting. And I was like, well, yeah, I think this time next year, we might actually have an actual episode that we can watch with Shooty Gap. Can you believe it? Well, we've got three, around about three episodes to come before that Christmas special. Yeah. Um, and we have the 60th anniversary teaser trailer. It's about a minute long, yep. 60 seconds. What did you think on first viewing? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. I bloody loved it and I rewatched it and I rewatched it and I've rewatched it several times since. Yeah. And yeah, I thought, oh, this looks good. It was perfect because it didn't really give anything away that we hadn't already seen. Yeah. But then it gave you a little bit like, okay, so we saw Beat the Meep's first line of dialogue. Yeah. And Miriam Margulies is. I uh, think so. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, and I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it the Wraith Warriors? The I think Wrath so. The Warriors? Wraith Warriors. They look so good. They looked amazing. They look so good. They almost went on the thumbnail for this video, but I couldn't uh, fit them on. Well, also, Beat the Meep's the star. Exactly. Um, and so we had Beat the Meep on it previously when we were speculating. So I thought... Makes sense. Now, makes sense. Now, now we know it is indeed yeah. Beepus of the Meepus. <sighs> now we, we should go all out on that. Yeah. Um, is that going to be the biggest Christmas toy of, of this I year? Well, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, is it is it Star? Is it Doctor Who's answer to Grogu? I kind of, I mean, every show needs a divvy. Every yeah. show needs a little a little tribble yeah, wandering yeah, yeah. around, and it feels like that's going to be a good little plush toy. Yeah, you squeeze it, and he goes, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking eyes out. So yeah, it was it was fabulous. Uh, how much of the material from it, like where's where does this all come from? Is this just Bristol? One episode? Because there's so a much lot of, it. of Bristol <laughs> popped up in that. Oh, we that shop, <laughs> that street, that street, that yeah. street. Um, yeah, like, do we think it's all from one episode or? I think it's one and three, isn't it? One I think and three. the Celestial Toy Maker is episode three. Okay. Well, I mean, we assume it's the Celestial Toy Maker. It's obviously the Celestial Toy Maker. Yeah. German Celestial Toy Maker. Yeah. He's, he's given up the Mandarin look and gone. At least just for for this one <laughs> line of dialogue. <laughs> and then the rest, he's just Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was hilarious seeing every, Even though it's subtitled on my Twitter, everyone underneath was going like, what does he say? Worldwide premiere. Well, they released that first, didn't they? Yeah. It was like a little short. And I, even I was like, what, wait, what? Okay. What, premiere what? <laughs> so we're going to do present day episode one. Looks like it. Zoom off to the future for episode two. Maybe. Haven't seen any of that. And then episode three is... Going to the past. Going to the yeah. past with the I Celestial mean, Toy Maker. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess the thing is, everything we've seen is stuff we've we're supposed to have seen. Yeah, nothing's trickled out. You know, and I think people have, I've seen a few people on Twitter and YouTube be like, oh, this is a bit of a shit trailer because we know all this. Yeah, but this is just That's a minute, a minute it. of three episodes. Yeah. You know, we've already been teased that by David Tennant, you know, he mm. said, there is a lot of stuff you have not seen no. that was shot in studio yeah. where no one could see stuff. Yeah. You know, I would not be surprised if, Matt Smith turned up in an episode. In episode two. Or Peter Capaldi turned up in an episode. Absolutely. Um, I think that, I think... I reckon it could be like there's separate plot threads. Yeah, and they all converge and at the end. Right at the end, yeah. yeah. So you might have three Doctors, but for the sake of the surprise, they've mm. gone, well, David Tennant, because obviously David Tennant is the most popular of the yeah. modern Doctors, yeah. we'll put him front and centre, and then 
as you know the episode airs, boom, Matt Smith's in the TARDIS doing something and you're like, whoa. I mean, it's already a bit confusing for the general public to have Tennant come back as the Doctor, but yeah. then you've got Shooty coming in as the Doctor. Yeah. If you start adding two more the Doctors into that, is that gonna muddy the waters a bit more? I don't know. Only if they then say, oh, actually, Matt Smith is now the, the 15th, 16th Doctor. Oh my God, no. Capaldi's the 16th Doctor. No. Actually, Shooty is 17th. Let's not get into this. The numbering is gonna be all over the place. Um, I thought something that was quite interesting, just in terms of the way they promoted it, it's one line of dialogue, and out of all the dialogue, it's sort of the least interesting, I think. Uh, I think it comes from uh, the toy maker. But it's the show is just beginning. Yeah, which they use as the tagline on mm. the Twitter on the tweets when the trailer went out. Yeah, and I I misread it the first time I saw it, and as the show is just the beginning. Right. But it kind of that is that a mission statement? Yeah, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. It was a clever double-handed comment of yeah yeah this is this is just the start of the amazing things we've of got the in store. Sort of Doctor Who. Yeah. That we're gonna get from all corners. Yeah. I mean. We, I think we maybe touched on it maybe later in this video or maybe in the past video, but there was some stuff going down on Twitter involving John Barrowman yeah. and Torchwood. Yeah. And there's an indication that Torchwood may be coming back in some form yeah, through that. Yeah, I can't remember what that was now. Was it something like Eve Miles was asked at a convention about Torchwood, about her doing more Torchwood, and she sort of pulled her face as if to say... Oh shit! What can I, I say? Don't I can't know. remember what it was. Something I think, happened. I think I can't remember what it was, but it, it seemed to me to kind of indicate that maybe things are moving in the yeah. direction where we'll at least get something Torchwoody yeah. happening. So, I mean, if that's happening and you think they want to move into new IPs, then there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. A lot of different properties yeah. coming forward. And yeah. Doing and their thing. The other day, did you see that BBC Instagram? Mm. posted the clip from End of Dalek Invasion of Earth with mm. Susan and Russell liked it and then ah. his comment was I wonder whatever happened to her dot Ooh. dot dot yeah yeah right so, so are we finally going to get that answered they were just waiting for our review of it to drop yeah and then they thought right well they like it so yeah. they asked the, the they, question they did say when is he going back and and they went right well let's write it in uh, let's uh, anything else you want to say about the trailer uh, Beat the Beep looks amazing yeah like I guess it's a practical costume with like CGI face. yeah I think so yeah um, but it looks amazing I think Millennium Effects did the costume and obviously the Wraith Warriors look phenomenal amazing. they're really cool they're like yeah. a proper Doctor Who-y monster yeah like there's, they look great but they look like a rubber suited monster it's like the it's the cumbersome nature of having uh, watched the footage of them walking down the street yeah. off camera yeah you think oh god that's gonna look ropey <laughs> and then you see him in vision you think wow that's impressive yeah. because it's like watching a bond film it's like when you see the stunts and you go that's happening for real yeah it's the same with the monsters like the ratnos when we talked about it yeah, for the yeah, christmas yeah. special like there's something about seeing somebody in a rubber suit that sells it that little bit more yeah but also makes it that little bit more ridiculous and daft yeah. and wonderful and oh, we love it. It's we great. love it. It's great. I mean, all the Donna stuff looks exciting. Yeah. How is that going to work? It's, uh, that that is the thing I'm the least interested in. Oh really? Okay. Uh, I have, I have yeah. all of it. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I want to know beat the meat. And yeah. Celestial toy maker and I, else, I could but... have had anybody in the place of Donna and yeah. David Tennant if it meant we were going to get beat the meat back. I mean, but I still can't believe we're saying that beat the meat is going to be in, in Doctor in the Who. TV show. Christ almighty. Well, let's see what, a what year. all the viewers and listeners thought of it all. Christopher Clark said, I loved it. Beep looks amazing. Is this an actual adaptation of the comic with new story elements? 
I think it probably is. I, I read the synopsis because I've never read the Star Beast. Yeah. I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, and it seems to me. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, pretty much is. There's that set with the big spaceship. The, yeah, that sort of looks, you know, yeah. kind of comic booky. Yeah, and it so, looks like Rose is going to find beat the, beat meep, the meep rather yeah. than. Is it Cindy or something? The name of the companion? I can't remember. Sandra or something? Something like that. Yeah, I've not read like it in yonks. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be like that, really. Uh, Brick Fan said, I love Rachel Tulele's directing, directing in the past, mm, but I don't yeah. like the way it's shot at all. Oh. Maybe I just have terrible taste. I haven't liked the cinematic and anamorphic look since it began with series 11. We just watched it again. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I think it looks a bit washed out. Mm. But I love the widescreen yeah. look. And I, I love the way that Doctor Who's looks since series 11. Yeah, because it looks like a film. It does. It looks exactly like a film. But it just looked a little bit mm. S-lock. Yeah. You know, kind of hasn't yeah. quite been graded properly yeah. yet. But maybe and I guess hasn't. that might all change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe it hasn't. I mean, it's a long time to November. Uh, Doctor Who Home 1 said, I've not really seen people talk about the bit where Neil Patrick Harris is throwing what looks to be rose petals. Mm. Could be hinting at him doing something to Yasmin Finney. I mean, if it's episode three, you'd imagine probably not. Yeah. But when we were in Bristol and we saw the recording happening, there was lots of confetti falling there was, from the they? sky, yeah, wasn't yeah. there? So I wonder if that's almost like that a dream sequence yeah. or oh, something, yeah, maybe. you know? And that's him like waking the doctor up and then he comes to and then he's everything's kicked off and it's mm. all crazy and they're kind of dancing yeah. in this weird <laughs> in Bristol City Centre in Bristol City Centre yeah <laughs> uh, Lewis Gibble says so good to see the show being promoted yeah. in a consistent and engaging way I mean this is stuff isn't coming out until November yeah and, and I saw someone moan about that I saw nuts. someone went oh that's a bit annoying that it's, it's not out till November I was like fuck off hey, that's nuts shut up like compared to like is Doctor Who going to be out in two weeks or not yeah like this is different gravy exactly um, I mean they promote films like a year in advance why not I mean, don't we know the next like seven years worth of Marvel exactly, movies and shit? Exactly, like, it's bonkers, you know. Uh, it's, yeah. Don't, don't you ever think when they design when they design that timeline yeah. and some graphic designers done the logos? That, do you not think that the producer or director at some point goes, I "Really wish we could change that." Yeah, I, I mean, don't they have like the they way do, that looks they, they do, do they? they do alter them. Oh, okay. They do change. Yeah, that is close. I think they're close to final. They're pretty close. Uh, and Jamie Bates says, uh, "Give me a bit of the old RTD Christmas magic back." Very excited. Very good. It was very cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's all, it all looks like it's going to kick off. Yeah. Um, the other thing to talk about, mm -hmm. the mirror have said something. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, what have they said? Yeah. Do you know what they said? What did they say? They said, Lost Doctor Who episodes brought back using cartoons to mark 60th anniversary. And the photo they used was from Dreamland. Yeah. What is going on there? Did they know that we're about to review it on the podcast? Well. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. So what's happening, Matt? What's going down? Uh, apparently the smugglers and the underwater, underwater menace. menace is being animated. Mm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. The Smugglers is a story that I've only watched once as a recon yeah. and didn't quite get on with it. So yeah. I'm hoping that animated form will zhuzh it up and make me enjoy it more. It's the only clips that survive from that. Oh, it's yeah, crazy, that's it. But... Um, and then Underwater Menace. Well, that's a funny old one because it's Taylor's oldest time. <laughs> I, re <laughs> I remember getting that. And I remember sitting in my room upstairs and looking, having collected all the Doctor Who DVDs through the years yeah. and looking at that release and going, how sad that it ends like this. Because it <laughs> really did feel like that was it. 
<laughs> and like, oh my God. And you look at the back and there's no features. And yeah. it's just, you It's know. like you've time traveled back to the start yeah. of the range. Where it's like, special features, interactive menus. <laughs> and you're like, wow. Photo gallery. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, man. Uh, so that will be interesting to see if anything comes out of what was done before. Yeah. Like, I mean, was that even finished and it just didn't get put out? Or was it? I, I, don't th I think they barely started. Yeah, on it, yeah. So I don't think. I imagine nothing will exist of that now, right. but it'll be from the ground up. But it's like, do they animate the whole thing? Because mm. two episodes survive. Well, yeah. Do so, they just do the two? I mean, I they're going to have to do it, obviously, for the smugglers. Yeah. Um, because obviously this is different now. If yeah. BBC America isn't involved, mm. and it was their... It was them who sort of put that stipulation in of, oh, it needs to be in colour exactly. and you need to animate the whole thing so we can broadcast it as yeah. one big presentation. Mm. I guess if you don't have that hanging no, over that your you head. Don't. Yeah. You can and spend a bit of money. You can like, spend a bit sure of money. Make sure you've got this, the same budget there, but only do the two episodes. Exactly, yeah. I'd rather see it done that way. Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked the whole, you know, we can kind of reinvent the story and put it all in a different context and zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah. And that has worked wonders for stories like Fury from the Deep. Yeah. And the Macro Terror. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, if you've only got a four-parter and there's two episodes missing, yeah. you might as well just do the two episodes. Exactly. And like 90% of the audience are going to just stop it and put the proper episodes on anyway. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they were very, very quick to stress in that article that Disney has nothing to do with yeah. this funding. So where it's come from, don't know. we don't know. Maybe Bad Wolf. Maybe Sony. Yeah. Maybe somebody with very deep pockets who went, I just want to see that <laughs> released properly, please. Uh, we went just, you know. I just want season four out. Come on. <laughs> it's so close. That's another thing, you know, like, is it worth, because I, I mean, I gather they're going to be singular releases. I suppose so, yeah. Just worth maybe waiting for the collection set to come out for that one, or do you think just whacking out there? Because okay. we're going to be buying it twice, possibly in the space of like two or three years. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. I imagine it'll be like the other ones. They'll probably put the animation on there and mm. then they'll save the making of documentary until the Blu-ray set yeah. or something, you know, they'll, 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 they'll be on it. I'm sure. I see what but, you mean. Uh, I think they, someone said, it might be Matthew Purchase actually, mm. that with these two releases, mm. that then means there's only one episode missing from each season with the wow. exception of season three. Wow. So if he's got Marco Polo, yeah. uh, oh, season two is all right. <coughs> uh, season three is obviously a mess. Yeah, they're a season... bit late if they want to do season two again. Yeah, season uh, four uh, will be Highlanders. Mm -hmm. and then season five will be Wheel in Space. Right. And then six Pretty is, good going. Six is Space Pirates. But Which we don't, we're not in any No one's going to gonna animate that. So. Um, I think he said something like it's like 53% of missing episodes have now been animated or something wow. mad. Like, it's a, yeah, it's amazing what they've managed God, to do. can you... Um, I never thought I'd see the day. No. It was really annoying. When this all came out, I looked on Twitter and someone had shared part of the article mm. and it didn't say anything about it being animated. I was like, holy shit, they found the smugglers <laughs> and the underwater menace. Wow. Can you, I mean, maybe there's something else bubbling away maybe, in the background. Maybe. You never know. But yeah, there was... A, I was like, oh no, they're cartoons. Let's see what you think of this. BBC bosses plan to colourise certain stories yeah. from the Hartnell and Troughton eras for broadcast next year. This is likely to include the very first story of an earthly child. Now, there's a bit of a precedent for this recently. Right. In the, I think, two full Tony Hancock episodes have been colourised. Yeah. I think for gold. Right. I think. But Clayton Hickman colourised them. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What, the whole episode? Two episodes. I don't know how long they are. Maybe half. If it's wow. Hancock's half hour, it's 30 minutes, I guess. But. Wow. Oh, I didn't know he was doing stuff like that. Oh, that's really cool. Hey, I think he spent most of last year doing it. I can imagine. Bloody hell. In frame by frame. Shit me. I mean, that is a job I would not no. want to have or give anyone. No. <laughs> you know. Um, but wow. I would be so for that. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Because... Like the old Laurel and Hardy DVDs, yeah, had colorizations on it. Oh right, and okay. that didn't seem that weird to me then. Yeah, but there's, I guess, there's something about the medium of maybe film to television that's slightly different. It's like you want to preserve the medium in which TV is shown in, yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, slightly different for films, possibly. Um, but I am so up for that if we've yeah. got enough reference materials to do it. And and there's so many projects on Twitter. Yeah. of people having a go themselves. Yeah. Why not just yeah. give it a go? I mean, that's it. I mean, I have no problem with it. I mm. mean, I know some people are, some are vehemently against it. And it seems odd. Yeah, but... because, you know, it's not erasing the black and white. You know, that that's always no. there. No, no. Uh, but I think as a fun little gimmick to say... Do a hey, couple of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what episodes do you think they'll do? Episode one of Un Unearthly Child... They're not going to do the whole serial because no, no one's going to broadcast that in. No, that's true. Any day. <laughs> um, maybe. Okay, so you've got to think of. Okay, so black twenty-five minutes, black and white. Do you think they do a Hartnell and maybe a Troughton? Maybe Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. An episode from Tomb of the Cybermen. I mean, let's say they do. Yeah, two from each. I mean, you might want a Dalek, a Dalek one from maybe an episode of The Chase or yeah, something like that. Um, it's got to have something with enough Daleks in it that makes it worth colorizing them. Because yeah. there's no point doing the first episode of the Daleks because they're not <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, they're not in it. So maybe episode then, two uh, of the Daleks. Yeah. And an episode from Tomb. Maybe something yeah. like that. But then they're actually, those are quite grayscale. That's it. They're so anyway. silvery. Um, but then you see the, when you see the photos from the Dalek set and you see the control panels. Yeah, that's very crazy bright. kaleidoscope yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of colours. That's true. So, yeah, maybe... Yeah. Maybe not Tomb, because Toby no. Man's a bit dodgy for the 21st century. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing to add to that. The Wheel in Space. Wheel in Space. The invasion. Invasion would be good. That would be good because you've got lots Saint of St. Paul's Cathedral. That oh, would look amazing. Loads of film sequences you can colorize from that. I suppose yeah. you'd want you'd want the film because then you can drag more data out of it and colorize it properly and make just, it all look. I don't know. I don't know the technical I don't understand technology of all that. But hey, look, all we do is come in and turn the lights on and talk shit. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's it really. Yeah. For this first half of the episode, um, hope you enjoy the massive decline in energy that you're about <laughs> to witness uh courtesy of our stinking colds mm. but i dosed myself up with enough iced coffee that yeah. i should be all right at least maybe towards the end of it i don't know i haven't seen it yet i we get decidedly <laughs> no we get decidedly more energetic do we okay. is it the start we're just like Ugh. yeah yeah but well you'll you'll see or hear you'll for see yourself. it in a second yeah uh yeah so enjoy 42 bye, bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Hello and welcome back to the review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. It's 2023. Oh, Achoo. Yeah. We're, we're both sick. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still ill. I was trying to link it to what we did <laughs> oh, before. I, was, um, uh, I am Matthew Toffolo. He is. He is Billy Garrett John. I are. We're both ill. Yeah. Uh, um, we're talking about Doctor Who. So if this is quite a low energy review... The energy levels are, are low. low. Then we are... I can only apologise for that. But also, it was pretty close to New Year's as of this coming out. So yeah. you might still be hungover. Yeah. I am going to try iced coffee for the first time on camera to try and wake myself up. I cannot wait to see how this goes down. Do you like coffee? No. Do you like that? That's quite nice. Oh, yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It is really nice. Is, there we go. Um, well, we're going to be back. talking about 42 today. Holy fuck, I'm buzzing like crazy. Um, not really, I'm joking. It's all right. I was going to say, you might should, probably shouldn't have drank that now. No, I know. What time is it? Oh, God, it's, it's like, like nearly, nine. it's quarter to nine. Bed, it's your bedtime, Billy. Right, it was my bedtime three hours ago <laughs> when I thought, I'm too ill to come out and do this. But bloody hell, I love Doctor Who and I enjoy doing this, so I'm going to bloody well Nice, that's, that's the sort of dedication we like to hear. Uh, let's talk about 42. Yes. Which was an episode of Doctor Who released on the 19th of May 2007. Yes. Written by Chris Chimball's Chibnall. Chimble and uh, directed by Graham Harper. I know, nice. Holy fucker, always nice to see Graham's name on a new series, Doctor Who. Is he the most successful classic series author creative that has transitioned into the new run? I guess so. Him and Mona Monroe, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't they? <laughs> Mona Monroe, yeah. In that regard, yeah. Anyway, um, seven point four one million viewers. Nice. For an episode that got postponed because of the Eurovision Song Contest. Ah, so it was supposed to come out on the 12th. It got bumped to the week after. Um, do you know who won that year, Matt? No idea. Serbia. And it was hosted in Finland after that band won the year before that do the metal oh, yeah, in yeah. the crazy gear. Oh, it was, they, it was yeah, that, that that year. Right, okay. Love it. Love it. UK number one, Beautiful Liar with Beyonce and Shakira. No. No idea. Uh, and UK box office, number one UK box office, Matt? 2007. May uh, 2007, superhero movie. Ooh. Highly disappointing. X-Men 3? Mm. It's got a three in it, though. Iron Man 3. No, that's not right. Has <laughs> <laughs> that come out? Uh, Iron Man 3 is out. That's oh, okay. come out. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't watch the superheroes. <laughs> they come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's got a three in it. Spider-Man 3. Oh, yes, of course. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Everybody's just blocked that from their minds. Yeah, I took, now, i got to say, I know we're Doctor Who podcast, but mm. last year, mm. I re-watched all of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films for, spoilers, the Tobey Maguire coming back. Oh, James Bond's dead and all the Spider-Men came back. Get over it. <laughs> and they're all dead. Yeah, and they're all dead. Um, and I actually quite enjoyed Spider-Man 3. And I hated it when I saw it in the cinemas. Yeah. But I watched it back and I thought, you know what? It's fun. I don't think I was at an age where I was like, I, I thought that the mise-en-scene was not on point in this film. Mm. But I do remember coming out of Spider-Man 3 and going, I don't think that was as good as the first two. Yeah. But I didn't know why. Yeah. Um, but I didn't mind it when I watched it back. It's comic book daftness, isn't it? I think it's around the time, isn't it, where 
like uh, Batman Begins had come out. Yeah. And I think that this is pulling against yeah. that, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, well, let's still do the silly cartoon comic book yeah. bollocks. So. That's not what you want from Spider-Man. Of course it, it is. Too... I mean, the, the, the state of the DC cinematic universe, because I know a shit ton about that, Matthew, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it proves to me that people don't want dark and gritty anymore. They no, want really. bright and colourful and yeah. they want Zendaya. Who doesn't? Zendaya? What's she got to do with DC? Because uh, she's in the bright, colourful Spider-Man movie. Oh, I see. She? Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is Sorry. he DC or is he he's Marvel, isn't he? Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think I've got COVID, basically. <laughs> what I, my brain is trying to communicate that to people. Either that or I'm having a stroke. Um, uh, right. 42, Matthew. Uh, how dare you? I'm only 30. Uh, it's a nice. <laughs> did you have? Did you have that one saved up? I didn't. It just came to me. That was very good. It. Thank you. Um, are you sure there isn't acid in this? <laughs> um, simple setup. The SS Pentalion's engines have failed. Ah, Pentalion Drive. Yeah, uh, yes. Nice Tom one, Chris. Would have sorted in minutes. He would. He Less would have than forty-two. Barked at everybody, and then things would have Fuck been off. done. Um, or him being sun possessed would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or John Pertwee. Yeah. The test of time along with psychic paper and Deadlock Seal. When was the last time you heard Deadlock Seal in Doctor Who though? Because the sonic screwdriver, as we know, oh, can and wood. cure venereal diseases, basically. <laughs> it can do everything. So yeah. there's no Well, I mean, reason. given the shape of Jodie Whittaker's one, you know. Maybe it does more than that. <laughs> Takes your temperature as well. Um, the only way to unlock the doors is to answer 30 pub quiz questions set by the crew one drunken evening some time ago. On top of that, the goodies are being stalked by possessed members of the crew, taken over by the raw energy of the living sun. They're plumbing... Hang on a second. Need a swig of Jimmy's coffee. They're plumbing into, which is also being tapped as a source of power. Uh, do you want to hear about the crew of the SS Pentalion? Sure. Michelle Ryan. EastEnders. And then all the others. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of 42? <laughs> but, I mean, when she's on screen, though, you're just like, Michelle Ryan, Michelle Ryan, Michelle Ryan, that's Michelle Ryan. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I thought it was like EastEnders. Reed. Yeah. I did, all I could think about was EastEnders. Yeah. Um, Bella Reed or... Um, oh, Bella Reed? Yeah? Yeah, for sure. You're on the wrong side, mister. I don't know. Oh, Bella Reed's brilliant. I just think Michelle Ryan I mean, isn't given a lot. No. And she does that with it. Yeah. You know, she doesn't like over egg it. She's not miscast. She is so no. not miscast. I, Belle Reed is miscast. Yeah. But I kind of like the madness that is Beryl Reed being in Doctor Who. It is batshit. This is just sort of... It's like that episode is like, we're bringing the Cybermen back. We can do fucking anything. Yeah, we'll stick Beryl Reed in it. And if people yeah. just go, well, the Cybermen are back, so fine, whatever. Um, we're going to kill Adric. We've got the Cybermen. Shove that old car in it. But as long as that ginger bouffant is in view, nobody cares. Um, yeah, Riley, Scannell, Corwin, Ashton, Abby, slash Rosa Parks. And... Holy shit! Did you, has, have you only just clicked that? I had no idea. Yeah, it's Finette Robinson. I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, what do I know her from? But I'm sure I've seen her in another Doctor Who. Yeah, mm. that is such a good game. Do you play that game? What What? what else have they been in? What Doctor Who have they been in? Mm. Do you play that with Stella? Obviously Stella can't join in, but... Well, she doesn't know anyone. <laughs> no, no, that's, that sounds really rude. But she's British telly. Right, yeah. She doesn't yeah, know yeah. any British actors and it's yeah. mainly just British actors that are in Doctor Who. So I'm like, yeah. he was in a really good episode of Doctor Who. Oh. 
<laughs> she's like, why do you keep saying it's this? the end of the conversation. Yeah. As far as it goes. Yeah. Um, See, with Annie, it's like, I can, we, I'll be like, that person was in an, in an old Doctor Who. And she'll go, yes, it's this person they played this character, they had this many no. lines and they were born on this day. No, no, sadly not. But, you know, sometimes she'll be like, oh, but so-and-so. And yeah. other times we're like, oh, I know. I know mm. who it is. And we have that good thing. Like, Back and come forth. On, come Try on, come on. We're, we're nearly it. there. I'll give you a quote from the story and, you know. They play dead, third dead Carled on the left. Yeah. Um, right. I like this episode. So do I. It was fucking brilliant when and we watched it. I really like it because... Can you think of many other Doctor Who stories which are, we're just going to do Friday the 13th, basically? No, Because he's basically Jason Foyes. He goes around in a fuck-off mask. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty like mute. That. And there's, it's just the bit where the guy's doing the work under the... Uh, engine I yeah. guess and he pulls him out on that thing mm. and he picks him up yeah. I just thought the only thing this is missing is him getting a machete through the head yeah. but he boils his brain mm. instead that's very Pyramids of Mars isn't it that very this whole story is got this real classic Doctor Who vibes big time woefully miscast guest cast with <laughs> Michelle Ryan very classic Doctor Who I'm joking uh, I think she's fine in it yeah, she's um, good. and then Base Under Siege yeah Nice little, it's a, it's a tight little cast. It's, you know, it's nice and contained. Yeah. Plenty of people dying. A cool visual for their death with them being scorched onto the wall. Mm. That looks brilliant. Yeah. Although odd that the only men get possessed and they only try and murder the women. They just possess all the other blokes and they just murder the women. That is weird, isn't it? Actually? Yeah. That's a bit odd. Anyway. At least Chibnall's gender politics improved when Jodie Whittaker became the Doctor. That's all I can say. Um, I like how the story starts with the Doctor doing the whole, like, oh, here's your phone. There, yeah. You know, that, that's going to come in really useful this in episode. In this episode in particular. Because I was watching it thinking, I'm surprised she hasn't got that earlier. Yeah. And, and, but she does get the TARDIS key at the end of the yeah. story, which feels like a oh. bit of a watershed moment. Yeah, she's, she's doing well this episode. Yeah, yeah, I know. Phone at the start, key at the end. I know. And, and then... But it's still undermined by the fact he's not, you know, he's still a shit to her after yeah. the 10th Doctor. Yeah. We'll get on to that. He's not saying you can put, put your shoes under my bed. N- no. Oh, yeah, that whole scene in the Shakespeare Code. Yeah. Oh, Oh, no. God. God, he's awful. Of all the Doctors as well to be like, yeah, nah, not interested. Yeah. He's so self-absorbed in himself. Even yeah. the 10th Doctor's like, this is an easy shag. <laughs> and, he's still, and he's still not like, you know, gunning for it, you know? The 10th Doctor, I, 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 trying, I'm trying I so hard with every episode we watch. I'm going to be trying later this year with the 5th Doctor, trying to get my head around that. We're going to be trying <laughs> to get our head around, I'm not literally, we're going to be trying to get our head around Series 6 as well later this year. Yeah. Well, I, I want this no, to be... We, we, we've set some tasks for ourselves this year. Well, it's, you know, I mean, it hasn't worked with the 10th Doctor, but we'll keep trying. <laughs> we'll keep going. Um, so, yeah, you really enjoyed this story, did you? I really enjoyed this story. And I, I, to be honest, I really enjoyed David Tennant in this one. Yeah. I thought he was very, very good. Yeah. Because there's none of the dopey daftness, really. No, no. He is serious from the get-go. He really is. It all goes cockeyed straight away. And yeah. Like, Shit, we've got to sort this out. Cause... Everybody's playing on the same performance yeah. level which helps like even Michelle Ryan and she's obviously not the strongest actor no. out of the group there yeah. I always find with her like she does the emotional stuff well yeah and it comes to like the stuff with Corwin at the end yeah which is great but when she's like describing stuff to do with spaceships and stuff you can kind of tell it's like 
this is not come naturally to yeah, you. Yeah, sure. This but is not like, oh, I just saw Phil Mitchell down with Queen Vic and he told no. me you're a fucking twat. But I'm sure when, when you've, you know, soap acting, you've drummed into yeah. that character every day for hours on end. So I imagine that it kind of gets a bit wearing. So you don't have much time to think about Pentalian drives. Ah. Or, you know, all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so... David Tennant is great in the story. When he gets possessed, yeah. he's got his working boots on, he's earning his money. A lot of screaming in this one, isn't he? And then in the next time trailer, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. It, he's he's uh, yeah. got the bloody chameleon arch on. He's like, oh, shut up, mate. I had so much shouting in my Doctor Who viewing today. I had Catherine Tate going mental in The Runaway Bride. Tennant. Then I had David Tennant screaming in the 42. Both, both eardrums, doing yeah. me. The shit. Looks good. Looks really cool. It's a really good ship. It feels like it's lived in. It feels like an actual thing. Again, there's some of the CGI later on feels a bit... Well, there's that bit where they look out the window and it pans out. Yeah. Those shots always... They never quite work, do they? never do them. No. Um, It's like you just want them to cut out the porthole rather than the prop door they're in front of. Because that's always miscoloured and mislit to the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but on, on the whole, I think the design of the story works incredibly well. It, it's, I mean, it must be something when you get like a commission come through and you're like, right, so you're going to spend the entire time on the ship. Yeah. You're not going anywhere else. Yeah. It's in a, a particular kind of temperate state. Everybody's sweating. Yeah. So you have to have a consistent look throughout. It looks really good. Mm. Um, I even think, yeah, the CG, you can kind of mask some of it because it's all the kind of solar flares coming up yeah. from the sun and that kind of helps mask it. And really, beyond that, all you're asking for is just to mask around people's eyes and yeah. do the flare thing. And that works really well. Mm. And, it, you know, it does feel like another one of those monsters where they've gone, right, catchphrases. Yeah. Burn with me. And then you can have a visor like Cyclops and kids can do that in the playground yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll burn with me. And yeah. you can see kids probably were doing that at the time. Yeah. I'm sure they were. It's really cool. Really I mean, cool. It, and it's great to have... Nothing is scarier than the Doctor being Yeah, possessed. in proper trouble. Yeah, because, yeah. you know... He's the hero, and you think, oh, nothing can touch the doctor. The exactly. When that happens, you're properly like, oh, bugger me. I, he's really in trouble. Yeah. Like, all that screaming. It's rare to see the 10th doctor, especially, yeah. who likes to save face and likes to be the bravest one in the room yeah. and show himself off as such. It's interesting to see him in such a vulnerable position. Yeah. And he thinks he's going to die, doesn't he? Because he turns around to Martha and is like, look, there's this thing that happens to me. Yeah, he, so that's, what, that's what he was going to say. He yeah. was, I was wondering if it was going to be like a regeneration explanation. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah, it's serious. Because you could, you could have done it then, couldn't you? You could. Have, and, and I said to Annie when we watched it, the, like the original premise for David's last story for a swan song was going to be that it was Christmas and a ship was crashing, and he came in and he sacrificed himself to save a family. Yeah. And it was going to be, you know, very gallant and mm. whatever. Um, obviously, they didn't go no. down that route. Um, they did the hero complex thing instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting to think. You know, he could have. Yeah. Could have happened here. Yeah. That would have been an interesting way of doing it halfway yeah. through the series when all the next time trailers are still showing you, oh, he hasn't popped up in that costume yet. And that's the problem with yeah. the way that stuff gets trailed now. Like in the Radio Times, somebody would have flicked it open one day and gone, Doctor Who, Peter Davison, what the hell's going on? Yeah. You know, whereas like now you get advanced trailers and previews and I know they shoot stuff for trailers that doesn't end up in the thing itself. Yeah. Which is like 
I think, quite a cheap way of misdirecting people. But it's all you can do when people know so much. Yeah. We already know what one of the sets looks like for Shooty's first season. Mm. We know that he may be wearing a hat. <laughs> I said that to Stell. She said, who gives a shit if he's wearing a hat or not? And I was like, uh, you um, and I need to have a serious conversation. Yes, about my God, what on earth? I know. Uh, she'll learn. She'll learn. Um, I think this is why you're going off to New Zealand. She's hoping to kick that out of you. Kick the Doctor Who out of me. Well, there's yeah. only one sci-fi shop within, well, within the city that we're living in. Right. But it is run by Paul Schoons, who does the infotext for the Doctor Who DVD. So I'm going to be chock of fact, hopefully, yeah. while I'm over there. Which will yeah, be nice. whenever we do a next a video, you'll just be like, right, I got yeah. a... Fucking Here 50 is... pages worth of notes. Boom. Here's the archive for uh, our talk on Scream of the Shalka. Um, <laughs> Did you notice this boom mic in shot at uh, 15 uh, minutes in? Exactly. And we're cutting to camera two at this moment while camera three comes in around the corner. I love when the info text yeah. does that. Um, uh, I should also, I should say about that shop, um, it does seem to get the character options figures earlier than some B&Ms. <laughs> so if anybody needs any action figures while I'm over there... They're all mine. Um, I'm you might finally get your William Hartnell TARDIS set over there. Oh, yeah. What, the... Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the two-pack. The two-pack. Mm. I do want that. I do want that. Um, did it take you a while to work out that they were... I mean, I might have just been slow watching this and I'm, I'm messed up because I'm ill anyway. But um, that there were two sun-possessed people wandering around. I hit a point in this episode where I was like, hang on, there's two of them now? When did that happen? No, I didn't have no, that problem. No, I'm, I'm just You doing. must have blinked. You I must have, have sneezed blinked. when he got possessed or something. I must have. But you just said, you said earlier on, you remembered the bit where he... Yeah, but I thought he was just killing him. Oh, I see. Um, I mean, he does say in the dialogue... I know, but it's all... It was considered at one point, including the Ood in this story... Really? And that this would have been uh, set and take place in the same era as the Impossible Planet. Interesting. I mean, it's got the same sort of like it is look that vibe, isn't it? And feel to it. Everybody's grunge. wearing the same. Yeah, grunge. Sort of like grunge. Yeah, it's industrial. Sort of, yeah, um, sort of alien in the kind of steel grating everywhere. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Um, but dodgy like, fonts. Really dodgy fonts. I yeah. couldn't tell what numbers were coming up on the screen <laughs> when they were doing the countdown. Um, but the th besides the production design and besides David Tennant, who's really good, I think the MVP of this story, Martha Jones, is Martha Bloody Jones. Yeah, she's excellent. Freema is fucking phenomenal in this story. Yeah, and she's not. She, she's given the sort of the worst thing a Doctor Who assistant can be given, which yeah. is companion in peril. Yeah, which is just screaming and all that sort of stuff. But. All the stuff in the pod is amazing. And that bit that bit where we were talking about this in the Christmas special with, with Murray's music, where yeah. it just seems to be playing a bit too much. When the music totally drops out and David's screaming at her from the other side of the airlock, yeah. it's like, she, I'm, I'm fairly sure watching it at the time, I thought, she might die here. Mm. I mean, they've set up giving her the phone. Yeah. She's talking to her mum. It absolutely seems plausible to me thematically and what they're showing us on screen that she should she be dying, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I mean, that was one thing that I put... It, it does just make it feel hopeless. Yeah. That there is no chance that she's ever going to get rescued. Especially because she's in there with some random red shirt. Yeah. And you think there's no way where he can die that she doesn't in this situation. Yeah. And he probably will end up dying at some point. So 
shit, like yeah. this could be a thing. It's a real masterpiece intention, this. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, the way it's edited, the way that it's shot, it's really, really well done. Um, I do wonder, uh, and Annie and I had this conversation, it was really Annie that said it, she, she sort of said, do we think Russell wrote a lot of that stuff in the, in the pod? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that the Chibnall fingerprints on this, besides the end bit where Martha's like, are you okay? And he's like, change the subject, not talk about it, like the 13th Doctor does. Yeah. Uh, is the conversations between Martha and her mum, which we know that Chris Chibnall does family dynamics and family conversations really well. Oh, like in Revolution. Yeah, like all the all the sort of... When it's the same sort of kitchen... But then again, it could be either Russell or... It's hard, isn't it? It's or Chris, because they're both good at the kitchen sink stuff. Yeah. But I just thought the way it still kind of comes back to familial conversations right in the middle of the story where you just think, yeah. why are we doing this now? Yeah. It happens in... You know, in yeah. other Chibnall stories where it's just like, oh, we're just going to have a conversation with the family out of nowhere. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it works in this yeah. really well. And, and I, I can believe that that is Chris Chibnall's pen. Okay. But we do know that Russell rewrote yeah. masses of scripts. I, I, I tried to find out and see, you know, do we know for certain what was what? But I couldn't find anything. I've got the writer's tale at Mum and Dad, so we might be able to find out from that. Dig it out and yeah. work out what, what was what. Was what. Yeah. yeah. never read that. I really need to read it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. It. It's, it's probably my favourite non-fiction Doctor Who book really, yeah. ever. It's Everybody needs to read it if they can. It's really, yeah. really good. Um, yeah, and I mean, I like the scene with her and her mum when they're doing the questions mm. and it's the classical music who had more downloads. Yeah. Uh, what number one? Oh, no, who had more? Pre-download one. number ones. And it was, yeah, Elvis of the Beatles. Yeah. Um, was it Elvis? I can't remember. It was Elvis, yes, yeah. it was Elvis. Um, and like that, you know, the, the, it's, it, that's a great scene to break up the, oh my God, everything is bad and yeah. shit, intense, intense, you know, we just have this little breather of, oh, sorry, I got to plug my, my mouse in and all this kind of yeah. stuff. It's, it's such a natural, realistic thing when you try and ring any parent to do anything with Exactly, IT. exactly. Christ, I had my brother turn around to me today and he was like, ah, how do I sign into this Zoom meeting? And I was like, mm. it's very simple. Jonathan, come on. Zoom meetings. Everybody's used to them now. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, I, I think that the, the thing I really like about the conversations between Martha and France, uh, Francine, was that her name? Francine Jones? I think it's Francine. I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. Um, me. Yeah. <clears throat> not going to bother. Um, the, the nice thing about their conversation is that you could just fob it off as far as mum's concerned. Yeah. That she's on a night out. Yeah. And that, okay, she's <clears> at a pub quiz machine and there's people screaming in the background. Yeah. I mean, that is a blood-curdling scream because somebody yeah. cut the phone off. Be like, okay, somebody's got murdered in this club. <laughs> um, but, you know, it could so feasibly... Someone got the question wrong, they were very cross. <laughs> <laughs> they were very upset about it. Somebody, and, and they're having that conversation and she's like, I just want to say I love you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people... I just called... To say, I'm dying, I'm falling you. into a plasan, help me. Um, you know, those conversations are very real. Yeah. And, um, you know, we said it in the um, Parting of the Ways review, when Martha, when uh, Rose and Jackie have that conversation mm. with the TARDIS, and it's just like a very normal conversation to kind of, you know, separate these dramatic moments. Yeah. But they're conversations that anybody would have. It just seems to be happening in a sci-fi context, so it just makes it all the more real weirdly yeah. you know it's like this is what 
you would do. You'd call up your family and, and say, say, I think I'm in certain peril and don't want to <laughs> tell you that I'm in outer space because that would freak you out massively. Yeah. You wouldn't understand it, but see you later. Oh my God, what are they on? <laughs> exactly. What have um, you taken? <laughs> I mean, I would be asking Martha that question to be fair. <coughs> um, and then we've got all the stuff with Harold Saxon. Yeah. She doesn't help herself, Mrs. Jones, does she? Because no. she's in cahoots with them quite early on. I get that it's just to find out where her daughter is. And yeah. I understand this man is dangerous. She needs to get away from him and I want her back. But it makes it even more insidious, doesn't it? It's mm. like, it's cr- it's cruel and creepy and messed up. Yeah. Because it's the Lazarus experiment, isn't it? Where that seed is so... Somebody comes up to her yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. So says, oh yeah, he goes on to believe in um, Dr. Foster. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's good. Is that yeah. the one with Saran Jones? Jones? Yeah, he plays the it. husband. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, again, Russell does all this stuff so well, mm. putting these little nuggets in. Uh, I mean, like we said last time, that Runaway Bride, Mr. Saxon gets mentioned. Yeah, and yeah. And Torture gets mentioned in series one, doesn't it? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, um, They're on to us. This um, John Barrowman saying, how, "That's another dick pic." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it, it's really good, and the way it's shot, you know, it's just over the shoulder, yeah. with sinister music. And yeah, and, and, and the, the two heavies that are dressed yeah. exactly like Harold Saxon as well. Yeah, They've got yeah. the same sort of suit on. Yeah, um, two strapping Welsh lads by the looks of it. Probably. Yeah. You look at this and you think, "I see if I can spot the Welshie in this cast." <laughs> And who's putting on an accent? I'm fairly certain the guy in The Runaway Bride who shows the doctor the footage on the camcorder. He's Welsh, yeah. He's Welsh putting on an accent. Do you think? I think he's just Welsh. I, I don't think he can hide how Welsh he is. I, I, I couldn't tell. I, I mean, I'm addled. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love, I love all that stuff. And it's funny because when we watched Runaway Bride, I thought, oh, you know, Donna's mum is horrible. Yeah, she? She's, yeah. You know, the, the whole thing is that her mum is just an absolute shitty woman. Mm. Uh, and then it's funny that, oh, but you've also got Martha's mum, who is, you know, she's, her heart's in the right place. Yeah. She maybe just doesn't go about it the right way. Well, she's a concerned mum, and that's, like, realistic. Yeah. And you, you do things, I guess, if you're irrationally or rationally in her mind she's rationally concerned yeah but it comes across as irrational and like oh my god you're siding with the baddies i can't believe it but yeah. it's real that she would make that decision of course it would, wouldn't you? um uh, so yeah like again i mean that is obviously a russell inference and russell planting these seeds through yeah. the series but I, I i genuinely feel like a lot of this stuff does come from chibnall like you know he writes the runabout, knockabout stuff half decently. Because yeah. even something like Dinosaurs in a Spaceship is light and fluffy. Yeah. But as light and fluffy as those episodes go, it's kind of one of the better examples of one True. of those types yeah, I mean, of stories. It's, it's, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate that story. No, no, no. To be fair. No. But is this your favourite Chris Chibnall story? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I, yeah. Are there any other hallmarks you can see in this that you would see in... The Whittaker era. There's some naming conventions that he likes to go for. Yeah. Like they're in like the the Tojani region or something like that. And he likes oh, putting yeah. I's and J's and stuff yeah. in, in words and We're in Rajani, yeah, that's an old reference for anyone there. <laughs> um Yeah, like I don't know, there's probably that's probably it in terms of Chibnall yeah. fingerprints. 
It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's such a good story. And this is what I said in the last video. I was like, yeah, this is good, Runaway Bride. But 42 is on another level of Doctor Who goodness. Yeah. And it really is, because it's such a great story. Yeah. Um, it, and it doesn't really have a story. No. It's just like, well, we've got 42 minutes to... We've got get... 42 minutes to save the world. And then, you know, that's... We've been singing a lot. Uh, it, it's too much coffee. Yeah. And acid. You've had one, one coffee and that's it. I'm You're off buzzing. on one. Um, you obviously mentioned the story's got great pacing. It kind of cracks along. About 10 minutes before the end, I forgot that they were plunging towards the sun. No <laughs> shit. Because it's only when they crack into that last room. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what they're reaching. And yeah, then yeah. the countdown things. Oh, the countdown's from them going into the sun. I forgot. Because yeah. you've got the 10th Doctor being possessed. Yeah. Martha is your main concern in terms yeah. of boiling inferno death. Yeah. Um, so you kind of forget the ship as a wider context. Yeah. And then you've obviously got the story with the sentient energy of the sun. Yeah. And that's being used as a power source. And that's why you've got this is your fault being directed at the captain. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Like, is, is that satisfying? It doesn't really get resolved. It gets dumped, doesn't it, back yeah. on the planet? But it's sort of like... But yeah, there's no real resolution as to... Yeah, it's just like, oh, tell the authorities that this thing is alive and yeah. put some satellites out there saying, please do not scoop please me. Please don't dump shit here <laughs> yeah. and take my planet away. Um, but funny, of course, because sentient suns come back. Yeah. Doctor Who's got a thing about sentient... Uh, stars. What would you call it? Yeah, stars like, you know, space paraphernalia. <laughs> I don't know what you refer to it as. Um, yeah, weird that, isn't it? Um yeah, it feels like proper old school Doctor Who, I yeah. think, was my overall feeling watching Bit this. of John Pertwee in there when the Doctor's putting on his spacesuit and climbing outside. Yeah. That Not was doing a... it in slow motion like John Pertwee was, though. No. That was apparently supposed to be a much longer sequence, actually. Yeah. But it was just too expensive. And so they just did, oh, David, can you just straddle this bit of MDF and go, what's he say? He says something like, How's your father? Or something like that. Oh, yeah, because we, when we watched it, Annie was like, what? What did he say? He said, um, go on my go son. Go on my son. Yeah. Yeah, and Annie was like, what? And I said, oh, this is a, this is a colloquialism of... Uh, it's a Britishism. Of rough football people. Did they not ask her what that meant? <laughs> did they not ask her what that meant when she signed in to come into the country? They were like, you've got to know what these different... Allons-y, us French. Anyway. Um, any other thoughts on 42 before we turn to the punters? Uh, it's good. It's just jolly good, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a really good story in a, in a really good series. I yeah. love series three. Series three is really good. I like one, I like three. Those are the top two for new series, Doctor Who. Uh, five, does that come in third place? Maybe actually, yeah. I think I think I'm not in any particular order, but top four: one, three, five, and probably ten. Yeah. And then ten's a weird one because there is a lot of shit in that one. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's it. It doesn't anger me. Oh no, it has got the Ashilda. No, no, hang on. That's nine. That's, got That's a nine. Uh, That's why nine's a write-off. What's the, oh, it's got the mummy stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. Now that really I like extremists. Down. I know you don't like extremists, no. so I don't mind that. Everything afterwards is poo. You're an extremist. Uh, yeah, and that too. When it comes to Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Doctor Who extremist. Uh, and then light at the end is obviously utter mad. Oh, that's Rona Munro. Yeah, yeah. The light at the end. Uh, is that what it's called? 
Is it? Eaters of Light. Eaters of Light. Eaters of Light. Oh no, Light at the End is that appalling 50th anniversary big finish story. That is that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we offend any other creatives <laughs> in the Doctor Who uh, community, let's turn to the punters and see what they thought. Uh, Matt, do you want to take the ones not bold? Liam Cuthbert says, a poor man Satan pit. No. Sorry. This is going to be interesting because you, no, yeah, no, you no. get to sort of lay down the law as you see it here. No, I don't agree stories. with that at all. No? It is not a poor man. I mean, it's doing very different things. People really want us to do Impossible Planet and Satan Pit. I think this is the trouble with like stories like this and the Satan Pit. It's like, Satan Pit is fantastic and mm. this is pretty fantastic. Yeah. There was a no point during the watching of this where I thought, ooh, they shouldn't have done that. Or yeah. Anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there was nothing to sort of like get Take your hackles up. Of sort of go, yeah. oh, why did they do that? Yeah, exactly. In that and, Doctor and, Who purist kind of way. Yeah, and I think, oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously I get, all right, there's possession and stuff, but, you know, Mm. There's no ouds, there's no, no it's a totally godlike, story. godlike being. And yeah, exactly. It's only 42 minutes rather than two part. Exactly. Um, Nathan Bottomley, Michelle Collins is a much less convincing spaceship captain than Beryl Reed. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that either. No. I... Uh, People so only like Beryl. I know, yeah. <laughs> People only like Beryl Reed in Earthshock because. Do you know what I think's helped? What's that? Knowing how difficult she was on set. Yeah. And thinking, oh, well, fair play, she did all right considering yeah. how difficult it was for her. Yeah. But also how unpleasant she made it for some people there mm. on the set. You think, all right, well, she managed to pull that performance out. But I think without the 26 hours of studio footage from Earthshock, <laughs> her, her uh, stock in the Doctor Who community, I, I don't think is particularly high, but there we go. Oh uh, Lukey Boy says, I feel like one of the only few who really likes this app, you are not alone. You're not alone, we Lukey like Boy. it too. Production design really helps to sell the idea that they're crashing into the sun, <clears throat> like we said. Absolutely. We see the Doctor both vulnerable and terrifying. Yeah. And Murray Gold kills it and the 42-minute countdown creates a good bit of urgency. I completely agree with you, Lukey boy. Yeah. There's you a really what? nice bit where the 10th Doctor stares, when he stares at the sun for the first time. Yeah. And they've got that choir in yeah. the background. It's oh! kind of, yeah. And it's like, oh shit, that's a great bit. Yeah. And then they it's use... It's alive. It's alive. They use loads of electric guitars in it as well. Yeah. And it kind of adds to that sense of like... You know, it's grungy, it's a, industrial, yeah, a bit of an edge to it. You yeah. know, it's got a bit of an edge to it. The story. Yeah. Um, Unchained film nerd says underrated, but not a fantastic episode. Has a cool premise, but feels a little undercooked. I think you I'm do shocked. everything you can with that format in that time. You yeah, know? like it, it does what it says on the tin. I think it does it really well. Yeah. If you want an example of a show that's like, okay, we've got a certain format or a certain limitation in terms of time. How can we expand that into a story? Yeah. It does it brilliantly. Yeah, this is one of those episodes where you don't watch it and feel like, oh, they could have built on that more necessarily. No, I no. think it just gives you everything that you need. You Not know. like Sleep No More. Yeah, you don't need the, the Doctor to have a, like, oh, now we cut to a scene where the Doctor's in psychic communication with the, right. the son going, oh, they've bloody stolen bits of me. <laughs> oh, give them back. You exactly. Know, any of that wank. Yeah. It's just, you know... Meat and potatoes, Doctor Who. It is. It Here really it is. is. It really, it, it absolutely meat and potatoes, Doctor Who. Uh, Luke Martin yeah. says standout scenes are Chibnall's writing of parent-child relationships with Martha and Francine. Yeah. A regular strength. Rory and Brian in yeah. uh, Drift, Broadchurch, 
and Graham and Ryan. Yeah. I haven't watched that episode of Torchwood. Adrift. I can't. I, well, I will have done. But yeah. I, I, I um, It's a shame, really, that... John Berman's in it? Well, yeah, just in that I'd quite like to go back and watch Torchwood at yeah, some point I, soon, and I just feel like we can't really do that yet. Annie's not watched it, and she wants to watch oh, really? it. Oh, really? Yeah, she's not seen it. Or Sarah Jane Adventures. Well, I mean, I've not really watched Sarah Jane Adventures. Well, let's maybe do Sarah Jane Adventures, and then we'll move on to Torchwood mm. after that. Touchwood. Once things have cooled down. John Barrowman touches bit. wood. Touches. Let's not do that. <laughs> and then Deborah, uh, not all that memorable. Wow, especially in the company of other stories in the second half of series three. To be fair, when you do put it up next to Human Nature, Family of Blood, yeah, maybe... that's on like a God-tier level of Doctor yeah. Who. And this is just, it's a really good Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, really, that this wasn't elsewhere in the season. But it's such a strong season. I yeah, it is. But the fact that Martha gets her universal roaming and she gets her TARDIS key kind of makes it feel like thematically in her story it should be earlier mm. but you've got all the stuff with the Saxons, Saxons so it kind of has to come later on I wonder if there is a way of rejigging series 3 so that this comes a bit earlier on because I'm sure it absolutely would have been given its flowers at the time yeah. if it wasn't yeah. so close oh, to I'm all sure those... when it aired I'm sure people were singing its praises because Blink also appears in this yeah. sort of last run Such in series 3 good season so good um, it really is and Deborah finishes off by saying, I would probably say it's one of Chibnall's better entries. I mean, and I mean that, is, that is, is true. his best story. That, yeah. 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 Uh, what, what's his second best? I don't know. Uh, one written with Maxine Alderton, I guess. That one. I don't mind The Power of Three. What? I don't mind. I, I think it's a cool idea. It's like a quiet invasion, and then you get all the sort of. Russell T. Davis era references in telly where like Alan Sugar oh, yeah. is like, you've got to go out and sell these. And you're like, well, no, that is how this kind of thing would probably have yeah. developed in- invasion-wise. <sighs> and I just think it's a cool idea. The only problem with that story... I, I mean, just no, think there are, they're neat. <laughs> there, are a pro- yeah, there are a couple of problems with that story, but I mean, the main one is, uh, what's his face? Stephen Burkoff walking yeah. off set. Oh, the collection set. I just oh, want to see I that. Need, the pandemonium. I need all of that raw footage, that studio material. Because he'll be gone by the time that comes out. <laughs> so I'm sure he'll be dead be, and buried by yeah, the time this comes out. No problems with the family besmirching his name, no. putting that out after he's passed away. I mean, people right. know that Stephen Burkoff walked off the set of that story. Oh, yeah. they weren't. The BBC weren't quite about it. No, no. And fair, fair and play to them, because I guess they need to let other people know he's a bit of a prick. He's difficult to work with. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon they they must have sued him? I can't imagine that you can just go. I've signed a contract, and I'm just not going to work. Or, or is there a level of like thesp where you can just sort of get away with whatever you want? Maybe. I'd. I mean, I'd sue the shit out of it if you did that to me on my set. Mm. You've signed a contract. We've got you to do a full day's work. You can't just leave. That's not. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have sued the shit out of him. Anyway, that's a shame, isn't it, really? All, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Let's do the power of three at some point this year. Bloody hell, God. We're whittling them away, all these shitty Doctor Who's. Well, that's a thing. We, you know, we need to kind of figure out, because, you know, we haven't done the benchmarks. We haven't done the Earth Shocks. We haven't done the Genesis's. No. We haven't but done I, I think that's the, the five trib- doctors. That's the and problem that. that we're just—they're just good, aren't they? They are, and we'll get round to them eventually at some yeah. point. But it's just we've got to get through the sort of mid-tier Doctor Who, so that yeah. we've got some good stuff to wrap up with and some bad stuff to wrap up with as well. 
So what do you think the last ever review will do is? Besides uh, continuing Doctor Who, about Doctor Who, like classic Who. The last ever classic Doctor Who story will review. Uh, probably be survival, really, or an earthly child. Yeah, maybe. One of those big ones. Hmm. Let's not make it like the visitation. <laughs> or, the visitation. Good story. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching episode uh, 378 <laughs> of the Review of Death, where we finish with the King's Demons. Matthew, what do you think of the King's Demons? Pile of horse shit. Absolutely. Absolute well bollocks. Absolutely. Well, we'll get there eventually, and I wonder if that position will change. Probably not. No. no. Never in a million years. It is just utter arse. Utter arse. Uh, that might be another one for later this year, then, in that case. Isn't there a good... Isn't there like a really good story before that? Oh no, it's Enlightenment. <laughs> Sorry, no, I like it. I don't mind Enlightenment. Actually. A good story in the Fifth Doctor's era. Oh, thanks dear, very much for watching dear, the Review dear, of Death, dear. a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Toffolo. I'm joined as ever by Billy Garrett John. Chris on one now. Yeah, um, it, the, it's all getting to him. The snot, the snot, the mucus, the, the LSD, the coffee, everything, the studio lights. The fact it's way past my bedtime. Yeah, what is it now? Gosh, it's 20 past nine. 20 past nine. This is what we do for you folks. So, you know, fancy supporting us on Patreon? You can click the link below. Continue to keep us in iced coffees and methamphetamine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we doing next week? Or next, next? In the coming weeks. Next, next time. time, Matthew, we're going to be talking about a story which I know you adore. Paradise Towers. See you then. Bye for now.